Hi guys. Hi. And welcome to this week's episode of the Kawaii Cast. Yes, and we're bringing you another top five. Okay. Mm, yay. yay! I know how much Tyler loves these top five lists. Uh, I know. It's like Candace makes me do research or shit. <laughs> Only about your inner self. Yeah, uh, my inner self is the worst part of me. <laughs> Look deep within. Yeah, it's frightening. <laughs> So, uh, I'm gonna try to get a top five out every season for you guys, because I think they're fun episodes to do, and kind of give you guys a bit of insight as to what kind of people Tyler and I are. Uh, this week is gonna be our top five OPs. Woohoo! Or anime opening songs. Uh, this is mostly just based off of our opinion. If you guys think that we are missing any technical points on these OPs, uh, there's plenty of channels that focus on stuff like that that's not really what we're going for we're just going off of things we like this is our opinion this is our opinion and you guys are probably going to disagree with us uh if you guys do well i mean we are on the internet you know yeah. people aren't allowed to have opinions on the internet <laughs> but uh if you guys have an opinion on the internet you guys can let us know what your favorite ops are on our instagram whoa so. yes i'm i will always respond i'm very good at responding he is really good at responding so uh i think i'm gonna make you start off me start off yeah because i want to torture you uh, you longer. you are absolutely terrible and i hate you <laughs> <laughs> well i i also want to wrap up with my favorite op so you, you're, you're still like getting getting it all worked out in your head no uh i just i want to say mine last oh okay so. <laughs> um so i guess uh for for me starting off let's start off with uh uh i like ghost in the shell standalone complex Good uh, the the first op um this one's actually done the the song is called inner universe and it's by origa origa something like that but yeah uh just it's it's a fantastic song i have it downloaded i listen to it as i'm driving on my ipod whenever it pops up it's it's just amazing what about the visuals Oh, the visuals are stunning, but, like, the entire series is is full of stunning visuals, so, like, it's it's pretty on point there. Yeah. So, does it help set the mood for the anime at all? Like, Nope, not at all. Not at all? <laughs> not at all. So, it's it's kind of a unique OP, then, in the No, it, it does. What do you... Okay. I'm... Well, some OPs don't, <laughs> like... That's, uh, that's fair. That That's... I just kind of want to get the conversation going, so it's not just yes, I like this. Go watch it. I <laughs> you already know I'm terrible at that. Um, so it it does set the mood. It kind of shows that hey, this is a this is a cyberpunk series set in you know the future and like everything's all cool and you know sci-fi. Yeah. All right. Brings in the little touch comas. Yeah. <laughs> the touch. I love those things. Those are the best part about the series i'm just saying you can't tell me if you didn't have like a little tank shaped like a spider you wouldn't ride around in it you would <laughs> i'm just laughing at you <laughs> all right uh do you want me to hit my number five then yeah go for it uh so here's the problem I have two number fives. We've already run into I've a problem. I've already run into a problem. Okay, so you guys have no idea how hard this is for me, because I'm a fanatic about OPs. Uh, 
I, I never skip OPs unless they're really bad. So, like, the first couple of episodes, I will watch the OP for, like, two or three episodes if I'm binging something. Uh, I get really mad at Netflix for skipping the OP. So, if it gets to the point where I'm sick of the OP, I'll skip it. But I, I like to see it at least two or three times so I can kind of gauge, like, my opinion on it. And, uh... So writing this list was actually really difficult for me because I would, I had like my top five in my head and then I was trying to like think of like why do I like these OPs and then I was, I was like, well there's another OP that does that exact same thing, I'm gonna go check that out and then I kind of like that better, but is it better than the one I liked before and it kind of got like spiraled down. Um, so I did manage to get a top five for the most part, but my fifth place winner ended up tying winners yeah my fifth place ended up tying with another op because i literally could not choose between these two ops so uh the first one which will come as a shock to literally no one uh as all of these will uh is called look it up the name uh hikari tatsu ame by soma saito it is the op for katsugeki token rambu I know. Like I said, so shock. You could go take your shock pills now because I know you're fucking shocked about this. So <laughs> I've talked about this OP on the show before. Uh, I know the last time I talked about this OP, I gave it a lot of crap for its animation not being as good a quality as uh, Token Rambu Hanamaru's animation. But honestly, if I had to choose between the two, I'm thinking, in my opinion, aesthetic wins over animation in this situation. And the thing that really makes this OP fantastic is it gives us these really beautiful dynamic character shots uh, that blend really well 2D and 3D animation. Each of their scenes are very, very important and reminiscent. I could literally spend the entire episode just talking about all of the different scenes that they're standing in, but I'm not going to go too much into detail. There are uh, Tumblr and Reddit threads that talk a lot of detail about it and can actually explain it better than I can. Uh, but ultimately, the thing I really love about this OP is, like I said, it's just the the sequences that they introduce the characters. And I feel like the CGI is just absolutely on point in this. It really sets the tone for how the characters are going to be connected, uh, their, the roles they play throughout the series. And even if you're going into Token Rambu completely blind, you know nothing about the games or nothing about any of the characters, you can get a vibe of who these people are just by watching the OP. And I think that's something that makes a good OP, uh, the reason this tied for fifth place is because as I was watching it, I realized there is another OP that literally did the exact same thing over ten years ago. <laughs> and is literally on par with this OP. And let me pull that name up. It is called Subasawa Pleasure Line by... Well, that just sounds dirty. Yeah, Subasawa Pleasure Line by uh, Kurai Yashi Minami, and it is the opening song for Chrono Crusade. Which, again, uses a beautiful combination of 2D animation and CGI backgrounds to really establish each of the characters' roles in the uh, series, as well as dynamic camera shots, and is absolutely on par with an anime that just came out like a year ago and that blows my mind i literally could not choose between these two ops because what they do best they both do in equal measures uh there's this one shot where we see the camera pan through their old orphanage this shot blows my mind every single time because this is actually a combination of several 2d layers put onto a 3d atmosphere and as they pull it back you actually feel like you're going through the house 
the one thing I don't like about this OP, though, is the entire second half of it is extremely weak. <laughs> I, like, I love this OP, except for half of it. Yeah, uh, it was really disappointing because it's like it's still really pretty in the second half, but I feel like it lost what made the first half so great. But the first half is so great it makes up for it. Like I said, that shot of the orphanage alone is probably one of the coolest things that came out from that generation. So so it's almost like the OP for, um, oh, what's what's it called? Uh, recent anime had uh, Ancient Magus' Bride. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like, like Except it's, Ancient it, Magus' it, it Bride It looks cheated. great. It looks great, but it's it just it doesn't quite... Yeah, because the Ancient Magus' Bride cheated in the second half by using... A clip show. Yeah. It's basically the whole second half is just an AMV. Uh, Chrono Crusade at least did not do that. It's just I feel like the second half of Chrono Crusade, they just were just like, here's a character in front of a blank background, as opposed to those really nice, beautiful 3D scenes, which (sighs) disappoints me a bit. But like I said, those 3D scenes in the very beginning, and especially that shot of the orphanage, are just... It's some of the best work I've ever seen in an OP, and it's so old, and it it stands on par with UFO Table, you know? Like, that's saying something, because the, these are, like, the people that made, like, fate, you know? Yeah. When you have a 10-year-old OP that can stand on par with fate, that's a big deal. So, yep, so there's my number five uh, beautiful CGI and aesthetic all the way for my fifth spot. All right. Um, I'm not really going in any particular order, so I'm not being like, oh, this is my top one. That's just, for me, it's like, these are just mm, top five area-ish. Uh, I will say mine are in order. Okay. Just because my number one deserves no other place than number one. Yeah. So, and my number two, same thing, but. Of course, because you're a dork. Anyway, um, so so my next one, I'm I'm gonna have to choose. Now this one, I actually chose. I didn't choose it based on, uh, like the song, or the animation, or anything. This one I felt deserved a place simply because of the dance taking the anime community by storm, and that is the opening for. The melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. <laughs> like, like honestly, for for really no other reason than that. <laughs> but at the same time, the the song is pretty good. The openings, you know, f- done really well as well. <laughs> but like, just that dance, like, you know, when it when this series was coming out, there were just so many people that were memorizing this dance and to this day you even still find people that can do it not to mention it inspired the op for lucky star yeah exactly yeah uh i i still see people do the dance honestly yeah uh so like i said it's it's a really good one um it doesn't really set up the show for like it's it's a slice of life obviously, but, like, mm-hmm. kind of paranormal shit. And it, it doesn't, the opening doesn't set you up for that. Like, you you wouldn't really get what the show's about based on the opening. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I do know that that OP is pretty damn contagious, though, so. Um, I was trying to find information on... 
like who who sings it and like who like information on on the bands and stuff i couldn't find anything because it was all in japanese and i don't <laughs> read that and you don't read the japanese i do not so so i tried i tried finding out who who was responsible Oh, uh, by the way, you guys, uh, we're not going to be playing any of the music. I should have mentioned this. Uh, we don't want to get any copyright issues. But like I said, we are listing all of these songs as we go along. Uh, please feel free to look them up. And uh, I will probably give Tyler both the lists, and he will include the names of the songs and anime accordingly in the description. So if you guys don't remember what we say. Yeah. So, I can do that. Uh, don't read the description before you watch the episode. The <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Um, but yeah, or maybe, yeah, we'll find a way to give you guys the list because uh, definitely watch them, especially as we're talking about them. I, I will probably put the list on the website, but not the Instagram. Okay. So, so there you go. So uh, there you go. So yes, uh, Definitely make sure you guys are checking out these OPs as we're talking about them, because uh, this is a very visual episode. Uh, like I said, we probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, so if you guys want to take a moment and watch the ones we already mentioned, uh, please feel free to do that. Just pause the episode and go watch those, because it's it's fantastic. Uh, so anyway, moving on to my number four. Um, i got to look up the name really fast. i got my list here. So, this one, the song name is Lay Your Hands on Me by the Boom Boom Satellites. <laughs> Boom Boom Satellites? Yes. That is a terrible <laughs> band name. No, it's an awesome band <laughs> no, name. I don't know what you're talking about. that is about. so bad. <laughs> so, uh, this one's particularly special to me because this is the only Trigger OP to make my list. Is this for uh, Space Patrol? No, uh, Space Patrol Luluco has a great OP, but it's a bit short. Uh, this one is actually from Keys Niver. Oh, okay. So, this OP... I, I should have guessed. Someone <laughs> has the biggest heart on for Keys Niver. I, the OP is really what sold me on this anime, to be honest. Uh, the OP starts up very early with these amazing, like, kaleidoscope views of, like, different streetlights and cities. And every time I see this, I'm not sure if they used a computer software to create these or if they actually used real footage and then spun it around in a computer program because these look like very real streetlights. And it's just absolutely incredible, like, the amount of detail they put into this. And it's immediately sets you up to feel like you're in this really weird place. And then it's uh, followed up by this shot of all the characters reaching up their hands in an overly saturated spotlight shot. Uh, we also get an oversaturated shot of the sunlight coming through the trees, which is then followed up by an operation light. Which, again, then falls back into that same uh, kaleidoscope-like style, which that whole sequence immediately, like, you don't really get an idea of, like, what the show is about, but it immediately pulls you in the way that the kaleidoscope is moving with the music, and it's just... It blows my mind every time I see it, and I love the song. I listen to the song all the time when I have some downtime. It's it's a pick-me-up song, absolutely. Uh, like my last choice, this one is very, very much a strong character opening. Like, we see the characters all moving through, uh, like, this Prisma-looking, uh, window, uh, situation. 
And each of them just get like a small, quick pose to kind of, you know, explain what their characters' personalities are. But I think the thing that makes this really, really unique to these characters is in the show, we find out that a lot of their personalities are just kind of personas that they wear on their sleeves to hide their true selves. So the fact that we're getting these very, very stereotype anime character poses, like the main girl is like, you know, doing that cutesy moe, like bend over thing. And like the tough guy is like running his hands through his hair and you have the pretty boy flipping his bangs. And it's like, these are all fake personalities. And so we get to see this visual of like who they really are. Like once you look at them through the prism, you see that the, that's not their true selves. And then we get a secondary uh, character shot of them going through the kaleidoscope world. Again, they're putting on these very fake personalities. But this time, their personalities are kind of descending into the void. And they have to go through this together. Like, we see them all disappearing into the same scenic area. And it's it's just absolutely gorgeous. And we find out as we pull through the scenic area that it's actually the eyes of the white-haired boy who's the main character. And uh, the reason for this shot is because it's supposed to establish this idea that they all feel the same pain, they all go through the same thing, but he's incapable of feeling any of it because he was born with a condition where he doesn't feel pain. But they're all science experiments where they all have like mechanisms attached to them that makes it so when one person gets hurt, everybody feels pain. Okay. And that pain then turns into, like, emotional pain. But, again, the main character can't feel anything. So he's pretty much the only one in this experiment that's immune to everything. All right. Uh, Keys Knifer was an amazing anime all the way up until the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Way to to go. Yeah, it was... was And and it was, what, Trigger? Yeah, it was... Way to go again... Trigger. Trigger doesn't know how to end anime. <laughs> but <laughs> Please, uh, did this one at least end in space? Like, no, it like didn't. This 80% was the, of Trigger shows? No, this was actually like the first major Trigger anime that I ever watched that did not end in space. And maybe it should have. Maybe it would have been better. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lay Your Hands on Me by Boom Boom Satellites. Incredible song. Incredible visuals. Subpar anime. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, so, I guess touching on, since I am terrible at, you know, analyzing songs and stuff, I should go back and talk about the anime itself that I've mentioned. So, so Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, as I mentioned, is, is kind of a cyberpunk series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's set in the future... Um, and, and like a lot of the main, you know, it recently got that, the movie adaptation with Scarlett Johansson. Um, and, and one of the, like the main themes behind it really is like, Hey, if, if you transfer your consciousness into a robotic body, you know, do you still have a soul? Like, like that's, that's kind of where it gets its name like you're a ghost in a shell you know so so it's it's got a lot of philosophical tones to it you know and it's really got a lot of cool action scenes as well like it is a fantastic series uh definitely go check it out um uh the melancholy of haruhi suzumiya 
it's a it's a really fun slice of life. Uh, it it follows character named Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, never would have guessed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's really cool. It's, she's she's high school kid, and basically first day of high school, she, you know, they're when they're doing the class introductions, she stands up and she's like, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in UFOs and espers and." And all this stuff, like paranormal stuff. So if you're one of these, like, come talk to me. And, like, no one goes and talks to her. So she pretty much goes out of her way to find different people to join a club, you know, for so she can look for these paranormal, you know, activity things. Um, turns out all of the people she gathered, except the main male, Kyon uh are the kind of people she's looking for one is an esper one's a time traveler one's an alien and like she doesn't even realize it you know so so haruhi doesn't realize it it's so it kind of it turns out funny and the reason they're all basically attracted to her is you know spoiler she's god (laughs) you know it it's not a huge spoiler because it shows <laughs> yeah. up in like third episode or something like that. It's, but yeah, it's just it's really fun. Um, definitely worth the watch. Uh, it's it's played a huge role in anime since it's aired. You know, as we mentioned with the OP, even inspiring Lucky Star OP. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um. So for my next one. Uh, I am going to. This one was hard because I had I had two songs or two two openings, and I kind of put them both in because they're they're both like they they get you pumped. The song gets you pumped for the series, mm-hmm. and and it's two of them. So so the two are at the Attack on Titan opening, you know the first one. Okay. And then the other one is One Punch Man. <laughs> because they just, they get you pumped. You get excited, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, this is great, you know, and, and it leads you into the series. Yeah, uh, One Punch Man is absolute proof that Madhouse does the best OPs. Yeah. Uh, I am curious what the new One Punch Man OP is going to be like because, spoiler alert, it is not Madhouse anymore. Uh, I know, it's disappointing. So, uh, if you, honestly, I think Madhouse could single-handedly make everybody's list. If, like, if anybody only watched Madhouse OPs, they would instantly be in your top five. It's so easy for Madhouse OPs to just blow people out of the water, whether it's through hype or, uh, passionate storytelling, so. Yeah. And I do think One Punch Man does do that a lot, uh. Uh, One Punch Man actually gets knocked down by one of my choices, but I am glad that it brought it up because, oh my god, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um. Honestly, though, I'm a little disappointed in your choice of Attack on Titan OP. I think the third one is superior. Okay, but I haven't watched the third season. Not the third season, the third OP. I haven't watched the third. Okay, I guess I've watched the third OP because I started the second season, huh? Yeah, and honestly, I think even the second OP is stronger than the first OP. 
It's less hype. I, I like I, I like the song. For me, it's like the song is what really gets you hyped into it. Yeah. I don't feel I the feel... song in the second or the third is quite as the strong. The third one is so hype. The third one is the best thing from the best, like all the best stuff from the first two OPs put into one package. <laughs> it is incredibly good uh, visuals and it's also an insanely hype song. Like, Every time I hear that third OP, when it's just like they're all like standing there, it goes Sasakiyo, Sasakiyo. Every time I hear that, I just want to go punch <laughs> someone. <laughs> it's so that's, good; it makes my heart race. That's a weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to punch walls. Shit, yeah, and just just as you're yeah, I'm just like I want to fight titans. It just punch just, the wall. Can just see it as you're like. Walking down the street, you know, with headphones on, just this music blasting, and you're like, fuck yeah, and you just punch someone. Yeah, and they brought that <laughs> lyric back for the uh, fourth ED, and I'm just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I love it so much. And it, like, it ramps up, too. Like, it's just, like, nice soft, like, And then, like, later, it's like, And it's just, like, I, I want it. I want to listen to that OP now. Fuck. It's so much better than the first two. I will fight anybody on this. It almost made my top five list. Uh, I wanted to avoid adding it, though, because I feel like I've talked everybody's ear off about it on, like, just go wa- listen to all of our episodes. I talked about this OP, like, a thousand times. So, uh, I did avoid Attack on Titan for that reason alone, because I'm like, it's never going to get better than that third OP. All right. I even like the fourth OP, you know? Like, I like it, but third OP was, like, top tier. So, sorry, I derailed what you were talking about. No, that's okay, honestly. <laughs> like I said, I just, this this isn't my forte, so. Yeah, I'm just like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, uh... I like this one. And I'm like, because, no, you don't! Because reasons. <laughs> no, this <and> is better! <laughs> <laughs> well, fine, if you're gonna twist my arm like that. I'll write your list for you! <laughs> is that so much to ask? We all would have been happier if Candace had just wrote both lists. <laughs> I'm out. This is a Candace episode. When is it not ever a Candace episode? Maybe if you picked the episode theme once in a while, it would be a Tyler episode. I, I never. Every time I tried picking the episode theme, it's just you've been like, I don't know anything about that subject. You picked one theme. I've picked more. You've picked one theme. I, I've i picked... I've, you shut your whore face. <laughs> so, before we get too into this fight, <laughs> <laughs> we will move on to... What am I at? Three? Yeah, we're moving on to my third place. Uh, This one was actually almost a three-way tie. Because all three of these OPs are done by the same studio... Uh, two of them are for the same series, and they're all almost completely identical. And I ended up going with my personal favorite of the three, because I just feel like it took what made the other two really good and just made it better. Like, they just had more time to polish their style. And where's the fucking name of it? 
Uh, it would be, it's called Complication by Rookie EZ is Punked. And it is the OP for Durarara. Is the second OP, in particular for Durarara. Cat, I swear to God. <laughs> Don't you dare walk on our <laughs> laptop again. So, uh, for those of you who've never watched this OP, it actually starts off pretty soft uh, in comparison to the other two. So the other two that were on this list was the first OP for Durarara and the OP for uh, Bacano. Which, uh, for those of you who do not know, Durarara was started off as kind of a love letter to Bacano. It's a sequel slash love letter. Uh, it kind of fits into the Bacano universe in the same way as like the Marvel universe does, where it's like there's a lot of Easter eggs and you know it takes place in the same canonical like universe, but it's like in the future, like Durarara's modern day where Bacano is in the past. Uh, but the things that make these OPs so great is the fact that uh, these shows have an enormous cast, like ridiculously enormous casts. And Bacano was really the first OP to ever incorporate this idea of using a combination of 2D animation along with motion graphics to introduce each of these characters in kind of a seamless way. Like one character will do an action and it'll transition into a completely different scene, introducing the next character. And all these characters are existing at the same time, but in different places in that world. And the thing that makes uh, Durarara's second OP so impressive with this is the fact that these transitions are so seamless compared to the first OP in Bacchanos. And it really does establish the idea that these are happening at the same time. Like one shot in particular that I really like is... Um, trying to think of the character's name, uh, the blonde one with the glasses. Uh, he literally rips out like a street sign. Uh, Shizuo. Uh, he rips out a street sign and he throws it. Uh, it then uses the shade of his glasses to translate uh, transfer over to a few other characters that are all hanging out in a restroom. And then that transition from the restroom, you see a bunch of like manga fly up and an ad pops up of another character to find out that ad is in the street where he threw the street sign and then is caught by the Russian sushi guy. And that happens in a matter of like, you know, it's a full 30 second transition there. But you see that the action was only taken a couple seconds, implying that all of that was happening literally at the exact same time. And it's just so flawless how they made that transition. And like I said, this is really where they hit their peak for good OPs. Uh, the one thing I'm not crazy about with this OP is I feel like the song doesn't really fit super well with, like, the tone of the OP itself. It does fit really well with the tone of the show. Uh, straight up, I would show this OP to anybody that's interested in Dura Ra, but I would tell them, go watch Bacchano first. <laughs> uh, Bacchano not only takes place canonically first, but like I said, Dura Ra is absolutely a love letter to Bacchano's success, and there are a lot of Bacchano Easter eggs in Dura Ra, so... Uh, still one of my favorite anime of all time, and I cannot believe I've never recommended it on the show before. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't either. Yeah, I tried to get you to watch Durarara, you never finished it. It was just, I don't know, it wasn't terrible, I just, I got distracted. Yeah. I guess. You need to binge it. it. It really is a binge series. Uh, you don't have to watch Bakano first, I just recommend it. Alright. So, uh, 
Bakuno I actually had a harder time getting into until I saw the last episode and then I went back and rewatched the whole anime again because I was like, what the fuck just happened? So <laughs> it's just one of those really good animes that I recommend to anybody. It really should have made uh, our last top five list on top five anime to introduce to newcomers because Bakuno probably maybe not for new beginners because I feel like it sets the bar too high for every other anime you'll ever watch, but... That sounds like a bias. I know people that started anime with Bakano and legit had a hard time watching any other anime. So, it's not just my opinion. <laughs> if you say so. So, yeah. So, uh, again, that is Complication by Rookie Easy is Punked. But really, any of the Dorara OPs are all fantastic, so. Okay. Um, now, before I get into my next one, I just want to mention that I did not talk about Attack on Titan and One Punch Man, simply because I feel like if you don't know Attack on Titan and One Punch Man, like, you're hiding under a rock. Like, these are really well-known series. Um, my next one is... Don't look at my list. I'm looking at your list. My, I'm changing my list right now. My next one is One Piece. The Which four one? kids version. The four kids version, of course. <laughs> no, no, I kid. That's absolutely terrible. Um, you got the One Piece. Pe it's uh, <laughs> the name of the treasure on the Grand Line. Yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum. <laughs> gotta go whoa one whoa. piece <laughs> yeah um that was a terrible song like i love the opening to one piece we remember it though but we remember it it's terrible um fun fact about that one is uh four kids they completely changed the song like that because they felt it would attract more young kids who enjoy hip-hop music. I don't know if it actually worked that way, but that that was their reasoning for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which was terrible. Um, but no, uh, so, so my next one, I'm going to say, is actually Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Um, the song is called Auzoro no Rhapsody mm -hmm. by... Fauna, F-H-A-N-A. -A. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but it's it's a fun song. Um, kind of the, the visuals are interesting. Like at one point you see just kind of people spinning and raining down from the sky for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to. It's, it's just all around fun. Um... Now, Dragon Maid, you know, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is, is, the series is about basically that, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, so, you know, Kobayashi gets plastered drunk and gets lost in the woods where she stumbles upon Toru, which is a dragon. She's like, oh my god, a dragon, and basically just jumps on her muzzle and hugs her. And Toru's like, no, fuck off. And, well, you know, Toru's seriously injured. 
you know, Miss Kobayashi pulls the sword out of her and Toru's like, oh, thank you. And all of a sudden it's, you know, it leads to a drunken night of Kobayashi inviting this dragon to her house to be a maid. And it's just a fun slice of life. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. It's it's great. Okay. Um, you got a very Moe list going on there. I do. How is Attack on Titan erased Ghost in the Shell? You just spoiled your own list. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. I spoiled my list. <laughs> I'm changing that last one right now. We all know Attack on Titan is the most Moe anime ever. And One Punch Man. Moe. Moe. They should have just called it One Moe Man. Attack on Moe. (laughs) Moe on Titan. Attack Moe Titan. I want fan art of this now. I just want all of the Titans. Uh, It's called that one manga that's technically canon where they're all in junior high. (laughs) I don't know what it's called, but it's canon. Uh, and they're all really moe in it. I just, I just want to see like that really derpy looking Titan in like a schoolgirl uniform. <laughs> Which derpy looking Titan? They're all derpy looking. The one that's running. They're all the the, the one that has that that, stu- that stupid run down the down the alleyway. <laughs> Everyone knows exactly which one I'm talking There's about. There's a lot that do that though. No, but there's that one famous one. They're all famous ones. No, they're not. <laughs> the the one that has his his arms like up to the side as he's as he's running down the alleyway. Anyway, make my way downtown. Running fast. See a titan running faster. Yes. Yeah. All right, so moving on to my number two spot because, of course, this made my number two spot. And again, this is going to be literally the most shocking one from coming from me. I know you guys might want to sit down for this one if you're driving. Uh, maybe pull over because you're going to be way too shocked. Uh, my number two is 99 by Mob Choir, which, of course, is the opening for Mob Psycho 100. (laughs) I know. Shocker. I hope I didn't kill anybody with that result. Uh, (laughs) So, naturally, this has one of my favorite OPs of all time. I do think this one is stronger than the One Punch Man OP because we start off immediately with these bright neon... Uh, animation streaks as we go through the city. Uh, the city signs are all lit up uh, the eyes of his friends and colleagues and fellow classmates. And then immediately we are sent to this extreme, like, acid trip of, like, basically every single reference you can possibly think of from the anime and the manga. And we do see that as we're going through, like, this weird, like, world... The numbers are counting up, which, of course, is reminiscent of the fact that Mob has a, like, like countdown meter to where he loses control of his himself. So, uh, probably one of my favorite shots of this, though, is the shot of Reagan standing behind the glass of water as it fills up. Uh, there's a lot of speculation around this shot. 
uh, a lot of people basically have the consensus that this is supposed to represent uh, the ending, spoiler alert, uh, where Mob actually transfers his power over to Reagan temporarily, as Reagan is basically considered an empty glass, and the powers are obviously the water filling into the glass. Uh, there's a lot of really great small visuals in this, such as the um, mushrooms representing the fact that Mob is considered like a toxic part of the community. Uh, also, the things like with the tomatoes ripening is something. I that... thought the mushrooms represented dicks. <laughs> no, uh, but Damn. we do see like the tomatoes ripening, which is reminiscent of something that we're going to see in season two. So. Won't get too into that. Season uh, two confirmed. Season two confirmed. Of course, we have the bending spoons turning into his brother, as represented by the fact that his brother has wanted to have those psychic powers, and like bending spoons was like his first like major like task that he had to overcome, and not just that, but also uh, anytime Mob accidentally bends spoons, his brother's always the one who fixes them. So like that spoon is. It's a big connection between Mob and his brother, and that was hands down, like, my favorite arc of the entire show was his brother learning how to use psychic powers. Uh, also, we get a lot of this really cool, like, sketchy pencil artwork, the mixed medium. Uh, we see, like, the buildings rising up behind Mob. We see the manga panels flashing through to make the title card. Uh, also, fun fact about this, the song was actually written by the creator of the manga, what really yeah he wrote the Does... lyrics for the song okay he wrote the lyrics he didn't actually like do the sheet music no or anything. Okay. uh he wrote the lyrics and the band of course is called mob choir it was a band specifically chosen by him to sing this song okay i was, I was gonna say like did he start his own garage band to do this uh kind of kind of <laughs> he literally commissioned people just to sing this song so <laughs> that's hilarious uh, but yeah, 99 by Mob Choir. I actually really enjoyed listening to this song a lot as well. Uh, there was no question in my mind that this OP was going to make my top five. Like, this has been one of my favorite OPs of all time. I think it even beats out, like, a lot of the classics, such as Cowboy Bebop and all them, so. It's just, and it loops! Alright, if you ever want to know what, like, makes me happy, it's OPs that loop. Loop. Yeah, looping animation loop, is like loop my favorite. Loop. Looping animation is like my favorite thing in the world. You guys like. I I don't get it, but okay. It's just it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying when something ends in the same place that it began. It's just weird. I love it though. Yeah, I I don't understand your your train of thought there. It's amazing, is what it is. It's. It's a weird sense of OCD that feels completed. It's kind of like those uh, videos that are, like, super satisfying to watch. Like, people playing with, like, paint or cutting up, like, soap bars or stuff like that. It's just, like, satisfying. You know what, I f what kind of videos I find oddly satisfying? What? Like, not, like, the whole videos, but, like, um... When you're watching how it's made mm -hmm. or something and they've got like the the machinery let's say doing you know like curling the metal to make a spring yeah and it gets so long and then it just you know another piece like cuts it and it just does that over and over again like that's the feeling i get those, those are from odd looped OPs. those are oddly satisfying yeah that's the feeling i get from looped ops okay so 
just to put that in perspective. So that's one of the biggest reasons why that made my top two. And it's just, it's so beautiful. I can't wait to see what they come up with season two. I'm is, so excited. Is the creator going to get the same band to do another song? Probably. Also, uh, I believe it is Madhouse returning for Mob Psycho 100 season two. So. Oh, nice. And again, Madhouse knows their OPs. So. They do. So with that, uh, I'm going to let you get to your number one. Or should we do uh, honorable mentions? Uh, well, mine was already spoiled. So let's do honorable mentions. All right. Go ahead and give us your honorable mentions. Maybe people for, will pretend they forgot what the <laughs> Yes, maybe the, everyone will have forgotten. Um, so I don't I actually don't have it on here. Um, mm -hmm. I was kind of showing it. I was look as I was looking up earlier. You you noticed. Yeah. Um, interviews with Monster Girls. Yeah. Um, I like that op. It introduces the Monster Girls really well. Like it, it shows you know the you know it sh they all come up you know and they they do their little their their actions whatnot. Like you see the vampire girl. Yeah. pop up and she's she's got a cape and she's doing you know the typical vampire like hide behind the cape again and... you're an extremely moe fan i am a moe it's it, it's a guilty pleasure actually not even guilty it's a proud pleasure i enjoy moe <laughs> um but but it's really cute and then at one point you know in and like for each of the you know they're in the foreground in the background it's always got like some sort of something tied to the kind of monster they are like for the vampire it's got you know castles and caskets and all that and you know and then the succubus comes up and you know she's she's kind of really shy whatnot you know trying to avoid her pheromones from affecting other people whatnot yeah and in the background it has her in like your your stereotypical succubus outfit yeah and and she kind of looks back and she sees it and she's like oh my gosh and like tries to cover it up and it's just <laughs> it's really cute i feel it introduces the characters really well yeah uh so my i actually have three honorable mentions i'm gonna go through these pretty fast um one should be pretty obvious if you guys have been watching any of our like uh reviews over the year uh, this one was probably the best OP of that season, possibly even the best OP of the year, but I can't enjoy it much anymore because I don't like the anime. I thought the anime was pretty subpar at best. Uh, and that would be Flashback from the anime Kokuyu, which is an- Never saw that anime. You did see the OP though. I did show you the OP. Yeah. Uh, insanely good OP. Uh, funny thing, the edited version of the song is better than the full version of the song. <laughs> Like the of course. the way that it like the beat drops in the actual like OP when you're watching the anime is so incredible, but they don't have that drop in the actual song, and it's like whoever edited the song for the anime did a fantastic job because it's so much better. But yeah, the anime is so subpar. I just I really can't enjoy the OP much anymore. Uh, then my other honorable mention I don't have the name of the song or the band, unfortunately. Um, this is another one that I really, really love the OP, but I genuinely can't stand the anime. And if you guys listen really, really carefully right now, listen. That's the sound of Stefan thinking I'm going to mention Black Clover, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, zinger. No, uh... 
My second honorable mention goes to the first OP from Tokyo Ghoul, which is one of the coolest OPs I've ever seen, straight up. I I can totally see that. It yeah. it does have a good OP. The anime is so boring. <laughs> I cannot get through Tokyo Ghoul, guys. I tried. I watched the entire first season of Tokyo Ghoul. I felt like there was two things that happened that entire season that they easily could have fit into four episodes. It did not need to be as long as it was. Everything felt really padded. And then I got to the second season. They took away the good OP and replaced it with white noise. And then nothing happened. And I'm like, I can't watch another season of this. That white noise? That was just Skrillex's new song. (laughs) It's so bad. Like, I remember my roommate walked in on me when I was watching the second season and he just listened to the OP, and he's just like, this is awful. And I'm like, I know, right? The first <laughs> OP was so good. Why is the second so- OP so awful? So that uh, is my second place honorable mention. Uh, my third place honorable mention is actually the best uh, mention out of all of these. Uh, hands down, the best song, I think. This one actually almost made my top five. Uh, got... Kicked out by Kiesniver, but I feel like everybody should go check out this OP. Like, literally, go check it out. It does not get as much love as it deserves. And that is the OP for Parasite. It's hands down the best song on the list. I could listen to that song forever. (laughs) And it is just, it's so good. Uh, I believe that one is also Madhouse. Uh, It really gives you a good sense of what the show is going to be. It really gives you, like, this good sense of horror. Uh, the animation is top-notch. Uh, the beats of the song will go from intense, like, heavy metal down to, like, slow tempo, uh, like, uh, trying to think, uh, like, techno-style music. And it's insane that those two blend as well together as they do. And it's just, I can't describe how much I love this OP. Uh, it ends up losing out to the others I mentioned because I feel like visually it does lack especially for a madhouse op but i could listen to that song forever you guys like seriously go check it out if you're not already watching parasite go watch parasite uh so yeah so there's my three honorable mentions uh so with that we will move on to your number one spot well i only mentioned one honorable mention oh i thought you only had one okay no i've 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 got a couple um i really like the opening song for girls and panzer yeah. Like, it is just a really good song. I wouldn't say, like, the, the animation itself is fantastic, but good song. I love it. Yeah. I do have a lot of honorable <laughs> mentions, to be fair, but I kind of feel like I could almost make another list if we decide to come back to the subject in the future. Yeah. So. Um, another honorable mention. I'll just go over. I've got two left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trigun. Yeah, I, Trigun I love, a great OP. I love the opening for Trigun. Uh, the, it's, it's, for as old as the series is, it's, it's got good animation, I think. Just, it's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, one more, uh, honorable mention. And then, like I said, I think I'm going to save any other honorable mentions I have, just because, like I said, I think we could cover the subject again in the future. Uh, probably not for a while, but it is a subject I'd like to come back to, so. Okay. Uh, and my last honorable mention is Rune Soldier. I do love Rune Soldier's OP a lot. It is really good. Like, I, I adore this song. I actually love the ending, too. Mm-hmm. Like, 
both its opening and ending are just absolutely amazeballs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and and not just song. Like, I love both of the songs, both of the animations. Like, they're just, they're both really good. Um, anyone who is unfamiliar with Rune Soldier, uh, it is what happens in D&D when your mage stacks strength and has zero intelligence. Yep. It is hilarious. Go check it out. (laughs) All right. uh, With that, I think we could hit your number one spot. Uh, My number one spot, uh, as it was spoiled earlier, (laughs) because I'm just an idiot, (laughs) is Erased. 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 This one almost made my list. Uh, I actually gave it to you because I had so many that I wanted to choose from, and I almost felt like this one... And I'm just terrible. Yeah. Uh, this OP is amazing. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, the OP starts off with a lot of like shots of the main character with his friends when they're kids, and then uh, transitions from like a flood sequence into uh, him kind of like in this like spiral-like time loop trap. And as we're going through, we're seeing like film clips of his life and everybody's like faces, like their eyes are all crossed out. And from there, we transition to, like, these uh, sequences of people, like, uh, one of the characters who was accused of a crime that he didn't commit, like, riding away in jail, and, like, this girl that was abused, uh, like, we see, like, a lot of her injuries and stuff, and uh, we transition to the person who actually committed the crimes, and you can actually see, like, fun fact, like, the whole show is, like, trying to, like, play off this whole, like, who's the killer thing. Uh, you can actually, in one frame, you can actually see the killer's face and, like, the reflection of the main character's glasses. And it's, like, one of those, like, blink-and-you-moment yeah. moments. Uh, one of the things I love about this OP, more than anything, and I know I'm, like, kind of taking your spot, but I know that you don't mind me doing that. Not at all. <laughs> uh, like I said, I you're, you're more well-versed in the, like, technical aspects of everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I like this one. Yeah, uh, one of the best things about this OP, and this actually reflects in my number one spot as well, is that there is an alternate version of this OP. Uh, In the alternate version, he is completely removed from the OP, both his child self and his adult self. And I think what makes this so great is that the rest of the OP is, like, completely intact. Uh, He's just not in it. Yeah. And I think what makes that so great is all those, like, sequences of him as a kid... Where, like, he's interacting with his friends. Like, the shots where he's interacting with his friends, it feels like he's there. It feels like he's part of those scenes. His friends are interacting with him. They're smiling at him. They're doing all this stuff. But in the shots where he's not there, it the, his friends don't change. Like, they're still going through the exact same motions and the exact same sequences. And they're still, like, living their lives and nothing has changed. He's just literally not there. And I think that's kind of a scary idea. That, like, how insignificant people are. Yeah, I've accepted my (laughs) insignificance. But, like, could you imagine if, like, the whole world, like, kept spinning without you? Is kind of the idea. Yeah. uh, That is what's called an existential crisis. Yeah. And And if you have not been through one, I don't recommend it. uh, And also the film sequences where everybody's eyes are crossed out, in the version where he's not there, you can actually see their eyes. So... It's a very, very eerie version of the OP, and it's so good. Like, holy shit. Uh, Also, fun fact about that OP, uh, the song 
which is Riri by... You just uh, had it. You told a- me like 10 minutes ago. Asian Kung Fu. I guess more uh, like an hour and 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, Asian Kung Fu something. Yeah. Literally escaped my brain. Uh, they actually wrote that song before the anime came out. Uh, it was actually one of their singles. The director for the anime, when he came time that he had to pick an OP or commission somebody to do an OP, he actually just really liked that song and felt it fit in really well with the themes of the show. So he literally just chose that song. He, like, paid them for the song. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good song. This is a song I jam out to all the fucking time. It is a fantastic song. I love it. Yeah. Uh seriously go watch that op right now uh this one would have taken my number one spot if it weren't for my actual number one spot so uh so yeah so moving on to my number one spot uh the only thing that i think could possibly beat the erased uh op and is one that i think got robbed for best op that year it lost to yuri on ice which I like Yuri on Ice's uh, History Maker, but it's not nearly as good as this OP. And, I mean, honestly, a race should have won if this one didn't win that year. History Maker really didn't deserve it. Uh, not salty, uh, just right, but... <laughs> so A little salty. <laughs> the best OP that came out that year was uh, Great Days by Karen Aoki and Daisuke ha- uh, Hasegawa, which if you guys don't know, is the final OP for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. And I... Just Just lost a little (laughs) bit of respect for you. Okay, if you actually watched this OP, though... I'm just teasing. You would know. uh, Literally, this was the one that everybody was shocked not only did not win Best OP of the Year, but wasn't even nominated for Best OP of the Year. And was probably one of the biggest upsets for Crunchyroll's first award ceremony... Uh, especially because, like Erased, it does have a variant. So, the first time you see this, uh, it just kind of seems like a weird, like, kind of, like, fun, poppy, like, 90s song. Like, immediately you start off as, like, break down, break down, and it just keeps doing that over and over again. Uh, and we just see, like, this really, like, weird assortment of motion graphics. The character's, like, transitioning through the town of Moria, Uh, We get these really neat, like, shots of the characters, like, the sequences that they move in. uh, Followed by the shot of, like, just going through different doors, seeing Rohan kind of transition through those different doors. Uh, We see the town of Moria is being illuminated by light, which is significant of the fact that the characters are all searching for Kira. And they know that he can't stay hidden forever. Eventually they're going to find him. Uh, also, all the characters uh, raising their arms up to illuminate the town and to bring everybody together. And it's this really positive, beautiful like sequence. And it's like, let the voice of love take you higher. And it's just like super fun, super beautiful. Everybody's like, yes, this is such an upbeat, happy, like, you know, the light is blinding Kira. Everything is great. Our heroes are here to save the day. Uh, We all see them standing in front of the Clock of Justice, which is reminiscent of the original Jonathan Joestar. Uh, Everything about it is so beautiful and happy and wonderful, and yay, our heroes are going to save the world. Clock of Justice. Is that like Big Ben or something? Yeah. 
Okay, um, like I was mentioning, uh, similar to the Erased, this does have an alternate version of this OP, uh, which, like I said, it's all bright and happy and sunshiny and our heroes are all great. Uh, this alternate OP, you know, kind of starts out the same way with like that breakdown, breakdown, but then it like cuts off and you hear like the noise like start to reverse and then we get like sent to the end of the OP originally where we see everything in a negative color scheme and all of that bright sunshiny like clock of justice gets shattered and we see instead of the city becoming illuminated by light it's being overcast by darkness and we see basically this is the point where Kira has gone on the offense and instead of all the characters coming together, they're all splitting apart. And that sequence of the doors earlier where I mentioned with Rohan, again, he's now stuck in that sequence, which is reminiscent spoiler of uh, the last few episodes where he is constantly cut, uh, stuck in a time loop where he keeps dying. And Rohan is the first victim of that time loop. And we see this actually in a very eerie way with the way the music is all warped and going backwards. The one thing that didn't reverse, though, is the shot where everybody raises their arms up to spread the light, showing that the characters, the heroes, are in fact still raising their arms up, trying to save the light. And at the end sequence, even though everything's moving backwards, we do see the main character, Jotaro, still moving towards the light of justice, uh, which is very reminiscent. Also, uh... The original OP, when we see Kira activate his stand ability, we see the characters are all facing away from him. But in this version, when he activates his stand ability, all the characters are looking directly at him. Uh, this is reminiscent of now he is exposed. They now know who he is, and they're not going to let him get away. So they are now ready to face him head on and attack him directly. This variant is so creepy. It is so disturbing. It still has that small, like, upbeat tone, but because the music is distorted and playing in reverse, it almost feels like you have to believe in that, like, joy and upbeat feeling. And I don't think I've ever been this shook by an OP. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw uh, Great Days... And I thought, this OP is just okay. I don't know what everybody is going crazy about. But then I saw that variant, and it it stuck with me. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, has stood as my favorite part of JoJo's. I've mentioned in our JoJo's episode. Uh, this OP is part of the reason why. There was a variant OP in uh, Stardust Crusaders as well, but I didn't like it that much. <laughs> Like, everybody always talks about how great the Dio variant OP is, but I I still don't like that OP. <laughs> uh, I think it's kind of... Suck it, Dio. It felt kind of gimmicky, and I again, I don't really like Dio, so it felt like a very gimmicky OP. Uh, great Days does not feel gimmicky. It feels like genuine art. I feel like this is storytelling that OPs can do and it's something that's very unique to anime OPs is being able to tell an audience that story and it's just so creepy uh, Kira is hands down one of the best villain arcs ever if you guys have not watched JoJo's 
I almost feel like you could just watch Diamond is Unbreakable. I know it's some kind of sin to tell people to skip parts, but honest to God, Diamond Unbreakable is just so good. So, uh, yeah, so that, no question in my mind was going to be my number one pick for best OP. Uh, again, just my opinion. If you guys really liked the Dio variant, or if you thought Great Days wasn't that good of an OP, maybe give it another chance. So, uh, I did mention on earlier to watch these OPs. Make sure you watch both versions. Uh, the first version, Great Days version 1, was actually kind of a pilot. It wasn't really a finished version, so Great Days V2 is the official OP, and Great Days V3 is the variant OP. Uh, make sure you guys go watch those so you guys can understand just how fucking creepy this OP is. Sorry for all the JoJo spoilers, but it's been out for a few years now. Get over it. So, and that's our list. That's our list. That's our list. Woo, we got through it. We got through it. Uh, just over an hour, we do have time to talk about what we're watching this season. Uh, okay, before we get too far into it, or before I get into, like, what I've been watching, I've been actually catching up. Mm -hmm. Uh, this season of anime is lit. This is a good season. It is a good season. Um, so, so like I said, I try to watch at least a little bit, you know, at least the first episode of most things. Um, getting into some of the things that I have watched. Let me, let me find the beginning of our list. We watched the first episode of SSSS Gridman. Yeah, we did watch, uh, first episode of Gridman. Uh, I like it. I don't know if I'm in love with it. Yeah, I... I, I feel like it's a testament to a genre that neither of us were really a fan of. Yeah, it's... It's good. I wouldn't say I'm in love. Same thing. You know, it's, it's, I might watch more, but yeah. I'm not extremely excited about it. Uh, okay. Now I'm back to the beginning. So starting off here, uh, this was recently released. I kind of talked about it. Welcome to Japari Park. It's kind of a an introduction into, uh, what's it called? I forget the name. The one with Servalchon. It's it's just short episodes. They're like five minutes. It's an introduction. It's kind of neat. Uh, let's see. One more I've watched. I've watched. Uh, Miss Vampire, who lives in my neighborhood. I watched the first episode of this. It's it's interesting. Um, it's about this this girl who, you know, first episode she's talking with her friends like, oh, there's a creepy mansion by the in, you know, in the woods that if you go to, you can meet this girl that's alive and she looks like a living doll. And you know, this girl obviously she's obsessed with dolls. Like, she has hundreds of dolls in her house. She's like, oh my god, I gotta go see this. And so she gets lost in the woods, gets found by this other vampire girl. And she's like, oh, hey, um, let me, let me help you. And they kind of talk for a bit, and literally upon, like, their second meeting, the girl who, who is obsessed with dolls is like, oh, well, I'm just gonna move into this mansion with you. 
and like it's it's kind of funny. I I wouldn't say it's great. It's it's amusing. It's Moe. If you're into Moe, I kind of am. I'll probably continue watching it. Yeah. Um. Uzumade, have you heard any of this? No. Uh, so this is about a woman who was in the Japan Self-Defense Air Force or something. Uh, she's, for whatever reason, obsessed with young girls. Ends up getting a maid job where she watches over a young Russian girl. And all she wants to do is get this young Russian girl to, like, wear clothes that she's made and, you know, just take care of her. And, and this this girl, you know, her, her mom recently died and she's not ready to, you know, obviously have all this affection just poured on her from her maid of all people. And so she's trying to get rid of the maid. And the maid, of course, being, you know previous uh army is is tough and isn't giving in it's fun uh i haven't a lot haven't watched senron kagura i'm yet i'm gonna go check that out uh let's see where's the next one okay surprisingly enough i watched this one anima yell mm-hmm it's about this girl who wants to become a cheerleader. Okay. Like, I I figured I'd check it out. I didn't have high expectations. I didn't think I would like it. But I actually do. It's it's another Moe show. It's, it's fun. Um, I, I don't know. What's... Like, it's, it's just... She just really wants to become a cheerleader for some reason. It's it's ridiculous, but it's fun. The music, I think, is what really got me into it. Like, when I first started watching it, you know, first episode, I'm like going, okay, whatever. And, like, they played, like, the some music during the their one of their cheer routines or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is really good. So I think that's what kind of started drawing me into this show. Yeah. But it's it's... Cute, it's my way. Uh, I watched the first episode of Himote House. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to put a not recommend on this one. It's it's kind of weird. They're only fifteen minute episodes, but you know it's it's about these five girls. They move into this house, and the first episode is them all doing their introductions with each other. They're like, oh hey, this is this person, this is this person, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then. They get they sit around the dinner table and they're like, okay, let's figure out how we're gonna do chores and shit. And so they start talking about that, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, by the way, what are we gonna do with our superpowers? Yeah. Yeah, and and it's just I I could get behind it if it was just you know about them living together i think it would be okay but all of a sudden they introduced superpowers you know like it's just kind of weird yeah so that that one gets a pass on for me animation isn't great like uh all of the girls are 3d rendered yeah so kind of think 
they move awkwardly. Think very season one of Ruby. Yeah. So not great. Um, there was one more I watched. I want to say. Oh no, there's a few more I watched. So I, I would watched... say just mention the ones that you would recommend. Just the ones I would recommend. Yeah. Uh, Just for the sake of time. I would recommend Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Um, it's... The name sounds trashy. It really does. I saw the preview for it. I thought it looked interesting. Uh, the thing that turned me off to it was the little sister romance. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean there. Um, I was worried it'd be a harem. So Not, not so much. Um, honestly, I think if, if you've seen... We mentioned it earlier in the episode... Haruhi Suzumiya, if you've seen that, I have not. I, I think you would like this. Like, if you liked that, you would like this. I have not. Um, this one, it it talks about, uh, they call it adolescence syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes, you know, it's it's got a few different paranormal activity shit. Like the main character, you know, the bunny girl. For whatever reason, she cannot be seen by anyone except the main male character. Like, she's out in public, and, you know, basically that's why she's in the bunny girl outfit, is she's trying to get noticed. Yeah. And and then I think the third or fourth episode, they introduce another girl, and that is when they introduce, like, she's in a time loop. Like, she's reliving the same day over and over again. So, it's it's kind of neat. Paranormal shit. It's fun. Yeah. Um, that's it mostly for me. As Miss Beelzebub likes it, mm-hmm. uh, the art style is very diabetes-inducing. Yeah. Like, the, there's so many pastel colors. Um, I feel it would be cute... If you if you kind of like those those cute love stories, it's not for me. Okay. So, with that, I think let's get on to your recommendations. Yep. So ones that I've been watching, uh, I did binge watch uh, Zombie Land Saga. Oh, I watched that one too. Which is fantastic. It is. Uh, I watched that. I binge that with a friend for anime night. Uh, ten out of ten. Do recommend Zombie Land Saga. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it going into it, uh, but it's it's fantastic. I really like how it makes fun of a lot of the idol girl tropes. Like, my friend who was watching it with me, she's like, she was actually really hesitant because she knows I'm an animation nerd about how, like, the idol dances feel really, like, flimsy CGI. Like, it feels like, feels like uh, they did it in Poser, but... It got to that sequence, and I genuinely feel like it was done on purpose. Like, the fact that the 3D does not blend well with the 2D almost feels intentional. Like, it's a message out there and how Idol Girl shows do tend to transition to 3D for no reason. Yeah. Other than it's easier to animate Idol Girls in 3D than it is to animate them in 2D. And I, I really like that they make statements like that. Like, there, it's a very self-aware show. Yeah. This one's great. I love it. I love it so much. Um, One that I want to pick up again, I've only watched like the first two episodes, is Bakamatsu. 
And it's uh, on my list. I'm gonna check out the first episode it, or so. It is the Baku. It's literally the Bakumatsu period in another world. It is an isekai <laughs> about an actual period in Japan. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I am a little bit bothered by the fact that the main character wears glasses because I, I don't. I'm not super familiar with the Bakumatsu area, but I've never seen like a character from a Bakumatsu anime wear glasses, so I'm pretty sure that wasn't really a thing in Japan at the time. Uh, Samurai Shampoo. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. So, uh, I'll, I'll probably pick up that one again. I will probably be dropping, uh, Dakaichi. I've only watched, like, the first three episodes of this. It is pure garbage. Uh, <laughs> this, this is trash made for girls. If you are a girl and you want to get into this series for the sake of trash, you just want to see two, like, boy love characters fall for each other, that's fine. I won't judge. I thought it was amusing. I'm not really feeling like I want to watch too much trash this season when there's so many other really good shows that I think say the same thing better. And while I do know a lot of girls who are just like, oh my god, this couple's so cute, they're so great, I love them so much, oh my god, relationship goals, I don't feel that way. I feel their relationship is very, very self-indulgent. It's, it's fetishing the characters more than it is telling a good story about them. And again, no judgment, I just, I'm not in the mood to watch a whole season of that. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I am watching the new JoJo's Part 5. I'm sorry. Oh, shut up. You know how much I love it. Um, I do. I'm not going to say anyone, like, shouldn't like it. I just, I don't, I, I think it's overrated. Part 5 is considered one of the most popular parts, so it's the one I've been looking forward to a lot. Uh, we are keep, uh, keeping caught up on Goblin Slayer and... That time, that time I was, I was reincarnated as a slime. slime. Uh, of the two, I think the slime anime is better. Yeah. I would recommend it a lot higher, not because I think there's anything wrong with Goblin Slayer. I just feel like Goblin Slayer feels like a very slow burn. It feels like we have an interesting concept with the whole D&D framework with a character that's really two-dimensional, despite the fact that he's the only 3D CGI character. And... But he's extremely two-dimensional. <laughs> uh, and the only reason I feel like Goblin Slayer is as popular as it is is because it gained so much controversy in its first episode. Yeah. I do believe there are people that are genuinely fans of the show because of its, like, D&D framework or because of its characters that it's introduced. But honestly, I feel like if it didn't have such a controversial subject to open up on, it probably would have been overlooked by a lot of anime fans this season yeah it's, and it's not a bad anime it's I'm, I'm just en i'm not enjoying great. it it's just it's definitely not as good as everyone is making it out to be yeah uh, fun um, fact that, that uh, being Crunchyroll's said analytics came out and found out it is the most watched anime of the season in the entire country in the entire u.s in much of canada yeah uh in fact the only areas that our choice of the season, our pick, like top pick of the season that that got like the the top 
anime views mm-hmm. was in South America. Yeah, which was insane. Uh, again, I don't think it's a bad anime. I just think there's better anime happening this season. Yeah. So, um... And amongst those uh, better anime, again, that time I got reincarnated as a slime is amazing. I'm loving it. It's hands down my favorite anime of the season. Uh, we do need to get caught up on Golden Kamui. Yep. Uh, one, I started to binge. Uh, I'm still in the first season. The first season came out a while ago. They're currently working on season two this season. Uh, that is Thunderbolt Fantasy. Oh, did did you mean Team Japan? <laughs> Thunderbolt Fantasy is so damn good. Like, holy shit. Uh, I'm only four episodes into it. I am hooked on this anime. Uh, It's really weird. Like, I watched the first episode and I felt it was kind of awkward because the funny thing about this anime, it's done entirely with puppets. Yeah. Uh, that, That leads back to my joke. Team Japan. You know, Team America. Yeah. Anyone who ever saw that movie, it was terrible. Done entirely with puppets. <laughs> marionettes, by the way. Is this one done with marionettes? Uh, there was a behind-the-scenes episode that I didn't watch, but I think it's a combination of marionettes and stop-motion. Okay. They do use CGI for, like, a lot of the magic and stuff, but for the most part, everything is practical effects, such as, like, smoke and the rain and everything in it is all practical effects. It's super gorgeous. Uh... I, I do find some of it kind of funny, like, the weapons are kind of, like, bendable, and the reason is because uh, one of the principles of animation uses a lot of, like, squash and stretch techniques, so in order to kind of replicate that, they have the weapons be able to bend, so that way they could mimic kind of, like, that really fast, like, whooshing motion. I think it looks kind of cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> but the writing and the voice acting is so top-notch. I am absolutely addicted. Uh, There's one character in particular that I'm madly in love with. He's an archer. And what he'll do is he'll shoot several arrows into the air, and then he'll fight his opponents in hand-to-hand combat, and he will force them into the positions where the arrows will land on the ground. What a dick. Yeah, it's cool shit. (laughs) Uh... There's a lot of magic, like, a lot of the uh, fighting sequences feel like something out of a JRPG. Uh, there are, there's a whole history about, like, uh, demons that's kind of, like, mentioned, you know, that humans and demons don't really get along. Some demons chose to remain in the human realm uh, for the sake of, like, they had their own business there, or they had family there, or they had friends there. Uh, a lot of humans are still really prejudiced against those demons, and it makes you wonder why demons would stay in a world where they're, pre- you know, they're basically called out and have to go into hiding. But, oh, it's, just, it's such a beautiful anime. It's such good writing. Uh, it kind of feels like uh, The Dark Crystal. Okay. Have you ever watched that? Yes. Yeah, which is the uh, same group that did The Labyrinth, except with less actors. I believe The Dark Crystal is actually getting a... Uh netflix series adaptation i think it is as well so if you liked the dark crystal you'll probably like thunderbolt fantasy it's got a lot of the same vibes uh 10 out of 10 recommend i didn't think i was gonna like it as much as i did i love it though it's beautiful it's fantastic it has a really good storytelling and has some of the best voice acting of the season um another one that i am watching that i'm really addicted to 
is Run With The Wind. This is one I cannot recommend enough, you guys. Uh, this has the most boys in a single show that is not about boy love. It's it's not free, but running? Yeah, it's not free, but running. If anything, it's high cue with running. <laughs> and if anybody knows me, they know how much I love high cue. And it's done by the same studio. Again, I feel like this is less about the sport and more about the characters, which I really, really love. Uh... I am straight up in love with every character in this show. Rip. They're so great. And it's not even like an, oh my god, they're so cute, I want to date all these boys. But it's just genuinely like, these are people I would hang out with. These are people that I would want to go to lunch with, or I would want to listen to their problems, or I would want to be in class with, you know? And I would I did add them all on Facebook and Instagram, and... They're just, they're so great. I love them so much. I really do wish more people were talking about this anime. It makes me sad that this anime kind of flew under the radar because it is just as good as Haikyuu, but without the intense sport ac action sequences that a lot of people felt were kind of cheesy. Yeah. So everything feels more grounded. And there's a dog! There's a Shiba! And he's so cute! And I love him! How to get Candace to watch an anime. There's a dog in Add it. Add a Sheba. There's a dog in it. <laughs> uh, another anime I've been watching this season that I wish more people were talking about. Because this one got so much praise. And I feel like the only group that's talking about this anime are the Yaoi fanbase and the Fujoshis. Which is fine. Like, I... I get that that is a target audience for this, but I feel like this anime is way more than just the gay romance, and that is Banana Fish, which, God, I want to talk about this anime so much. Yes, I know. You have a hard-on <laughs> for this anime. I hear nothing but Banana Fish. This is my life, guys. Like, it's I hear so Candace mention Banana Fish at least three times a week. I don't mention it three times a week. You shut your mouth. But, uh... So the thing that really drew me into this anime more than anything, one, is just all the characters are really good, uh, but two is I feel like the romance is not taking away or stealing spotlight from the rest of the story. The story is mostly about uh, American gangs and about uh, past traumas, and one scene in particular that really stood out to me, I mentioned this in a previous episode, was the main character, Ash was uh, talking to the other main character, Aichi, about uh, how he heard a story about a, a snow leopard that climbed to the top of a mountain peak and died, and that scientists were absolutely baffled as to why the snow leopard would do this, as it goes against all of his instincts. And Ash mentions that he always saw that that would be how he would die. He would die just completely baffling people, going against you know, normal concepts going against his instincts and dying, you know, a beautiful death. And H.E. immediately shuts him down as like, you're not a snow leopard. You know, like, that's not going to happen to you. You're not going to die like that. And I think it's like, that was such a powerful scene because to me it was like the character was genuinely opening up to somebody about something he's never opened up to anybody about before. And instead of just being like, oh, that's beautiful, or oh, I'm here to support you, or oh, I love you, it's, no, it's I'm rejecting... Bullshit. Yeah, no, I'm straight up rejecting that that's 
who you think you are because you're not that because I see a different side of you that nobody else can see and I know that that's not true. And to me, this whole thing feels very much like A.G. wants Ash to see the side of himself that he sees in him. And uh, my grim prediction for the end of the series, uh, I know that there is a manga that's following really closely, but my prediction for the end of the series is that Aichi is actually going to be the one who dies and that it's going to be trying to save Ash and that Aichi is actually the snow leopard, that he's the one trying to reach the mountain peak to achieve a goal that makes no sense to anybody because the whole world has already given up on Ash and like nobody's really going to understand why he is willing to give up his whole life for that goal. Why he's willing to climb to a mountain peak just to die. And this anime, it's so good, you guys. It's, it's on Amazon. Please go check it out. Please talk to me about it. And please talk to me in a way that's not just, OMG, cute boys having cute boy moments. Like, I, I appreciate that stuff. But this anime means so much more to me than that. And I, I really wish there were a genuine discussion about it somewhere that's not just fangirls. So yeah, uh, that's my recommendation for the season. Go go watch that. Okay. <laughs> so. I like fangirls. I like fangirling. Sometimes I want to have a real discussion. <laughs> so. Fair. And Tyler won't watch these anime with me because he thinks it's just fan fodder and it's not. Sure sounds like fan fodder to me. You weren't listening to what I just said if you think it's just fan fodder. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> Ugh. I have my fan fodder moments, but I tend to keep those as much to myself as possible. It just overflows. Sometimes it just overflows. On to Tyler. Sometimes. I've been trying to take it out on Carly, to be fair. Good. Direct it her way. Yep. Tilt, tilt the bucket <laughs> in that direction. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, again, if you guys have your own opinions on anime this season or your top five OT or OPs, let us know. Like, uh, this is a subject we'll definitely be coming back to. Ed Stefan, I'm sorry for calling you out. You know I had to. All right, uh, with that, we're going to wrap up. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.